Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Yeah, we've been looking. I mean, we've got the AFLW competition um, that gives us a good marker, but we also look at the Sandform Waffle mm. um, and different changes that they make, whether it be around, you know, um, last touch or the bounce, you know, any aspect of the game that they alter and looking at what that does to the on-field product. So we'll continue to look at it, but no no, um, uh, you know, intention to change it in the AFL competition at the moment. So no intention to change. That's from Laura Kane on SEN earlier today. No intention to change the deliberate out-of-bounds rule. They're leaving that as it is. Uh, they won't be bringing in last touch out-of-bounds as it is in the AFLW. Laura Kane also said they're not changing the 6-6-6 six, six, six warning rule. That is also staying the same. Here's Laura Kane on that. We're looking at it. It uh, adds a little bit of a delay to the game, which we don't want to see, but we felt that we will go with it for another year and just monitor how many times it happens. But that's most definitely on our radar for something that we think clubs have adapted to. So no change to the warning system for 6, 6 and 6 indiscretions. And uh, Laura Kane was fairly short with this one. Uh, She's keeping the bounce. She likes it by the sounds of things. Here's Laura Kane on that. The bounce is obviously safe for the foreseeable future. It is. So there's a lot of stuff that Laura has left alone, left with no change, including the technology. Dermot Burton's been good enough to join me, the five-time day, five-time night superstar from Fox Footy and SEN. He's been good enough to join me for a chat. What are you doing? Great to have you on. Good afternoon, Dwayne, and Happy New Year. Are you a technology lover or are you happy to leave the technology where it is right now? Would you like the AFL to have brought in the chip in the ball technology for goal line adjudications. There are some that want it and there are some that hate the technology we've got right now and want it wound back. So, Dwayne, I would I would answer that first with a well-worn phrase from Malcolm Blight. I wouldn't give a fat rat's toss bag, clack out whatever he said. Um, it's, I just reckon do whatever needs to be done, whether that is human intervention or technology, to get the right decision to get the right outcome whatever has happened let's get the right decision if it means technology yes let's get that if it means you need an extra person on in a certain area let's get that extra person let's just get the right decision made so we don't have a fiasco like we had last year in Adelaide where in in actual fact I thought they were they were 
magnanimous and the way they went about it, the Adelaide Crows, they accepted the umpire's decision um, begrudgingly. But jeepers, uh, imagine, uh, and I can think of some other clubs that might not have been so magnanimous if they had have been on the receiving end of that um, hmm. disallowed goal. What would you have done if you're on the Hawthorne board and that happened to Hawthorne? I'd have made a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have called for somebody to absolutely step up to the plate and make sure and give me a surety that it wouldn't happen again. Um, but that's got to come from your, your, you know, the board would actually, unless you're in the media and on a board, <laughs> which mm-hmm. only a few of us have been, uh, that's got to come from your president. That's when you have a, a ballsy president who makes loud noises and is not unafraid to ruffle feathers. But I, I thought they were, um, yeah, very sporting the Adelaide Crows, too sporting for how I would have played it. I just mentioned uh, there's quite a lot of people who don't want any rule changes except the rule change they want. Uh, four on the bench yep. plus a sub is what we've had, and that's what we're still going to have, four on the bench plus a sub. Were you, uh, were you hopeful of five on the bench, or did, where are you at with the whole sub evolution? Uh, look, it's moved, and it's a moving landscape every few years. When you and I are in a wooden box below ground, Dwayne, <laughs> there'll be a different construction of the interchange bench as well. But I, I think you might have even been present. I said years ago, about three or four years ago, it went from two to three. Then it went from three to um, three to a, a, an extra, uh, what do you call it, sub, injury mm. sub. Then it went, why do we do that? We'll have four. Now it's four and there's talk of a sub. That's not happening now, but it, you know, you and I know that within the next three years, there'll be five on the interchange, won't there? That, that's just a given. Yeah. We know that that will happen. I said to you and several people years ago, and we had a bit of a laugh about it, and you know what? As time goes on, it doesn't seem that far-fetched. Whatever your list is, if you've got 38 on the list, just bring them all out and make some rules as to, you know, they might make some rules. If you come off, you can't go back on. Mm. But you can bring any one of your, anybody on your list onto the field. (laughs) It's going to end up a little bit like NFL because... No matter how many you have on the bench, if you get a head in, if you get injuries and then you're limited in your your personnel to rotate, there's going to be a groundswell of people who say we couldn't run out the game, we were disadvantaged because of injury, and then if you impact that with a head injury somewhere, well, they're going to say now we need six, and who knows where it'll stop. I. I I can see a day when we do just take out under certain circumstances where we have an, you know, one of those things where you're very limited with your interchange, but you can take onto the sidelines anyone on your list. That would be a massive change. The AFL has also had a good look at the last touch out of bounds, the lasso rule in AFLW and in other competitions. Uh, Laura Keynes mentioned it this morning. They've had a, a good body of work to look at, and it sounds like if it's not coming in now, it might never come in to the AFL, which I think is a good thing. I don't want the last touch out of bounds coming into the AFL. I think that's a rule change we don't need. Where are you at with what we've got now when it comes to deliberate out-of-bounds interpretation or insufficient intent and whether they should bring in the last touch rule? We've got it. I think this is one of the rules we have got 
just about right now. If if, if there's no intent to keep the ball, insufficient intent, isn't it, or whatever they call it? Yeah. If you do go to last touch, I don't think this discussion would have been all that long. We, as a as as a sport, we're getting bigger men, taller men play the game, and then if we do do last touch, it takes away. 30 to 40 boundary line throw-ins a week, you you probably don't need a centre square ruckman thereafter. And if you've got a line in the middle, you can play somebody who's more athletic mm. and, you know, you're six foot five, six, five and a half, six player who can run and jump. Like, like say, your Darcy Moore might be your, your, your centre square ruckman to be a follower, literally. Your centre square ruckman of 210 centimetres, 205 centimetres, They'll probably drift out of the game if we if we did away with boundary line throwing. So it is an art form, it is it is a craft which is honed over years, and I think we would take something out of the game, and history won't be able to judge uh, too many of those types of ruckmen. We, we, in, in all sincerity, um, we we would look back at them and say, yeah, they were yesteryear's dinosaurs. We don't need them anymore. So I, I think you have to be true to the game and the sport and, and and most of the rules that were laid out by the forefathers of Australian rules footy 120-odd years ago. So they have brought in a couple of rule changes or interpretation changes to make the game safer, to stop head from being hit as often. Uh, the fend-off, you can't do it high. It's now a reportable offence if you do, even though it's always been a free kick. Uh, if you tackle a guy from behind and you face-plant him, it's always been a free kick, or it was in the last couple of years. So that hasn't changed, but it's now able to be a reportable offence as well. So they've virtually told the players, you've had a couple of years to get used to this. Now, if you face plant a guy and you hurt him, you might actually be on the sidelines for a little while. It seems like we're moving in a direction where the accidental hurting of players is being reduced as much as possible, Derm. And the accidental hurting of players is something that you grew up with for a long time of your career. (laughs) <laughs> Something we actually looked to exploit in our day yes. and age, didn't we? Yeah, I think, and I think some did. Some, some still have done it in recent years, haven't they? Accidentally hurting players. Well, well, well look, and some people will scream blue murder here, and I reckon good on the, the lad. I think he's a superb player, and, and what he did in that, that semi-final, Braden Maynard, I still am of the opinion he knew exactly what he was doing, and that's why there was so much debate and conjecture at the time, but... And, and good on him. He was playing for his team, trying to do as much as he could for his team, trying to make sure that if he got leapfrogged with the handball, he was going to make sure that player couldn't run around him. Brayshaw, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. That's outlawed. I don't think any of us went, wow, how could they How could they turn that law, uh, you know, carte blanche, mm. into prohibitive contact? But uh, look, Laura Kane, um, she's clever, you got to give her that. She um, she's come in and made a lot of noise about rule changes, and she's made none. But she showed that she's looking <laughs> yep. at the game. Yep. Um, I mean, if you go to the rule book, you know, with the fend off, yeah, uh, with the ruckman when they're allowed to put a, a forearm up or a hand up, that's always been up for conjecture with the ruckman whether they put the hand up or the forearm if it strikes high. If you look at the rule book and and Look, people, we get our own interpretations and we see them and we see them morph at times and before our very eyes. But if you look at the rule book under prohibitive contact, at no stage are you allowed to, 
with your own arm or forearm or hand allowed to make contact above the shoulder, the, sorry, the neck or above. So those rules, you know, with the fend off, mm. that, that's, that's not a new rule. That's just, I mean, Laura's been very clever here. All she's done is brought out the highlighter and put the stabilo over it and, and, mm. and it's in glossy glossy green now that you can't do it when fending off so good on her um she's made us all talk about the game again at this time of the year and that's fantastic but there's been no real rule changes i don't think in the last in the last uh um, 72 hours or so that, that they've come mm. out with so yeah I, I think it's a game as usual except for um that prohibitive contact where you that accidental contact where some of the old sports like us, it might have looked mm. to exploit that as best we could. The game has moved, society's changed, society's moved, but we still must have a sport that is admired worldwide that it is it takes some form of bravery to play in any position. So I'm not saying that that type of thing should be permitted still. I don't think it should be because it's always been open to exploitation by somebody with a little bit of a pernicious nature. So, yeah, I think that's that's probably the right way to go. But I, I do like to keep some of the other more vigorous aspects of the game in play. It's only early, Dermot. Who do you like for 2024? Have you cast an eye over lists and uh, had a little sneaky look? How, do you, how are your Hawks looking? Who do you like? Uh, so get the Hawks out of the way first. I think the Hawks can improve and win the same amount of games. What they did last year, I thought was fantastic. I love the way Sam's coached them. Um, they can win the same amount of games and improve by virtue of the fact of not getting blown out of games early on. And then it's just a matter of let's have a look at this kid and and then the game shot. I think they can actually stabilise and be called improvers, as I say, without winning more games than last year. It'd be nice if they win one or two more than last year. I think they got the half dozen. Who do I like? I've got a top four at this point in time. All right. Yep. And, and that and that is the Giants. I've got them seeded one. I've got Collingwood seeded two. I've got Carlton seeded three, and I've got Brisbane seeded four. I'm just letting a little pause go to air there for our online guys to write that up uh, because they love that kind of stuff. So you <laughs> you are a little biased with the Giants. You've had a little bit to do with their development, but you they are on a good trajectory, aren't they? I, I haven't been there for eight years, Dwayne, so I barely well, know. Well, there's a couple of your guys still there, isn't it? Well, once you've been in, once you've got a little bit of an injection of their blood, it stays in your system. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'll tell you what, the Hawks' blood stays a lot deeper. Yeah, um, yeah where Toby was there and, and Harry Himmelberg and those are the likes. And, and, and the big mummy's still on the bench lurking in the background. <laughs> um, no, but if you look at, from round 13 last year, all the win-loss ratios... Um, the games won, games lost. From round 13 last year, Collingwood were 8-4, and four, I think 8-5. and five. Carlton were 11 wins, 3 losses. And the Giants were 11 wins, 3 losses. No one else really came mm. near to them. I think Brisbane were even 10-4. No one got near those two teams, Carlton and the Giants. And I think the Giants on their home ground, will probably get more bankable wins. Collingwood to Collingwood, they're going to be good. You know, that team I mentioned to you last year, this this could be the start of a dynasty. 
couple of people had a laugh at that. Mm. Well, they went through their flat spot and they came out the other side and they were just completely and utterly awesome. Uh, so they're the top four. Raffle them around at the moment, as you will. Um, what else do you want to speak about? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind oh, asking, well, who's, more likely, who's more likely to win the flag? Uh, and both are you know, longer odds than some of the ones you've mentioned. The Bulldogs or the Saints? One thing about the Saints, I really want to see how the young uh, lad, Liam Henry, adapts to life mm. over here. He's an excitement machine. His game clicked last year. He's, he was a spare parts, thereabouts player up until 2023, and then he clicked during the season. If he does the same, he could be the value of Bobby Hill is to Collingwood as to St Kilda. So that's really interesting. You've got to see how um, King goes as well as the Saints. If he can stay on the park. People say, oh, you've got to get him bigger and stronger. He'll naturally get bigger and stronger. But if you put a lot of weight on that lad, you've got a six foot seven and a half frame carrying weight. He will not jump as high as he does. You have to get just make him stronger without adding weight, because uh, because where he reaches the ball at is phenomenal. So they're the they're the watchers for me, St Kilda. The doggies, interesting to see how they play their midfield game. They they used to make the ball loiter around the contest, feed it to the outside, handball, 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 backwards handball, sideways handballs, and then come forward and and the poor forwards had probably given three or four dummy leads already. I don't know if they're going to be naturally be able to change that style. Changing that style comes with some inherent risks, but gives, it's risk and reward, gives the forwards a better chance. At this stage, because they're a bankable commodity, the uh, doggies, um, mm. I'd probably just have them edging a little bit better than the Saints because this. I mean, everyone's got ifs, but the ifs are probably bigger at the Saints at this point in time. Now, what I was going to say with the rule changes, Dwayne, mm. I just wanted to know, can we tie down? And as you made mention earlier when I tuned in an hour or so ago, if there's, if there's high contact to somebody who ducks down to accept that contact as a head high, they've contributed to it. I think there'd still be a few people bewildered as to some of the decisions in the final series as to players dropping, sagging at the knees, contributing to a head-high contact tackle. I would like to see an absolute tightening of that. The, the, the principle is the same. It's, it's, an, it's, it's been my bugbear for quite some time. It's something I, I even employed in my own game and got out of my own game. I just... I just felt it was wrong. I might save that for one of the mid-year changes which we have had uh, in the last couple of years. Derm, great to have you on. Always good to be able to pick your brain. Can't wait to we'll have you on this show maybe this year if you're up for it. And, uh, and I'll see you at the Fox Footy Loving. Cheers, mate. Will do. The great Dermot Burton. The five-time day, five-time night. Occasional listener who... He should call in more often just uh, out of the blue. He does tune in. Uh, send me a text more often. Derm, will you, when I'm in the middle of something? Uh, always love your opinions. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Straight back to your calls on that Werribee Kia open line for more Midday Matters. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The EV9, you can test drive it today at Werribee Kia.